Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Reiserov, and I'm back again with David Fair to talk a little bit more about vitamin D. So vitamin D, low levels can have health effects on, on, on health. And for example, young infants uh, in early life are often given a few doses of vitamin D and vitamin K to prevent rickets, for example, which is when the bones start deforming in early life. And this can often be traced to low levels of vitamin D during uh, pregnancy and uh, before pregnancy, as I understand. But in this episode, we're going to focus more on the elderly target population. And the elderly can be at risk of vitamin D deficiency, especially when they don't go outdoors a lot or potentially due to memory problems, they may uh, forget to take regular supplementation. So one strategy is to give a large bolus, so a large amount of vitamin D to the elderly, uh, either monthly or yearly. So monthly, as I understand, it can be about uh, 100,000 international units, which is a very large amount. Yearly, it's about half a million, so 500,000 international units. And just to, to, uh, for information, one international, uh, 40 international units is equal to one microgram of vitamin D. So, David, uh, is vitamin D in large amounts a uh, useful strategy? Because vitamin D is fat soluble, so it is possible compared to other vitamins. But is this a good strategy for the elderly to prevent fractures and risk of falling? So, Patrick, thank you for the question and uh, the introduction. Um, usually, the um, amount which is supplemented for elderly people is uh, like 400, 600, up to 800 international units per day if you give it in a daily dose. And um, this somehow makes sense to give it in a daily dose because it's, uh, we could say, the most physiological way uh, for vitamin D supplementation since uh, we also daily, usually daily exposed to sunshine or have a daily intake of vitamin D via uh, food. Um, now, as I said, vitamin D is fat soluble in contrast to other vitamins, water soluble vitamins, it can be stored in the body, in the liver. So uh, this opens door to uh, like a larger distance um, between um, the uh, supplementation of vitamin D. So you can give vitamin D as a bolus uh, either um, weekly, monthly, or even yearly. And in elderly people, this might have the advantage that um, uh, there is enough vitamin D supplemented. So as you said, uh, elderly people may, might forget the daily intake um, of the supplement and then they may have like deficiency. Um, now, as far as we know, um, these very high doses, as you explained, you could say they are not physiological because we would never be able to achieve that high doses with exposing to sunshine or with food intake. Um, as far as we know, these very high doses are um, associated or lead uh, to the opposite of what we want to achieve. Uh, because the main one of the main scopes in elderly people is to avoid falls and fractures. Um, associated with vitamin D deficiency. Uh, and um, there's some evidence that with daily dose, you might influence this, although the evidence is quite conflicting. So there are also studies uh, showing no impact even of daily intake. 
Uh, boluses, they quite um, systematically show uh, that uh, the, instead of lowering the risk of falls, the monthly dose uh, in 100,000 international units per um, month or 500,000 per year, they may lead to an increased risk of fall. And one study, the one with the yearly dose, even showed that the fracture risk is increased instead of decreased. So um, we don't know exactly why this is, um, why this occurs, but um, I would say that there is enough evidence speaking clearly against the use of these boluses and also against the use of megadoses, even if the, um, the um, lag time between the supplementation is shorter than one month. So uh, if um, elderly people should be supplemented with Vitamin D, I would say this should be um, in amounts up to 800 international units per day and in a, da in a daily um, amount, daily intake. Um, not, I would, you could also say that the more physiological the supplementation is of vitamin D, so the, the closer um, it is the way the body produces it uh, himself. Um, the lower probably are the side effects, the risks, and the larger is probably the potential uh, benefit of the supplementation. Um, you should not forget that um, uh, in general, uh, intake of a vitamin uh, requires um, other vitamins uh, due to the metabolism of this vitamin. So if you have like a high intake of one vitamin, this may mean that uh, some other vitamins are consumed and you might have also to supplement additional vitamins for the, for the metabolism of this vitamin you supplement. For example, for a vitamin D, this might be vitamin K2. Okay, the vitamin maybe the K problem yeah. is also the isolated intake of mm -hmm. these high doses. Okay. But we don't know exactly. We just know that uh, the evidence quite clearly speaks uh, against um, these boluses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sorry to interrupt, vitamin K2 is also important with, uh, to move calcium into bones. Yes, exactly. So it's also involved in the mineralization and um, the calcium phosphorus um, turnover in, uh, in bone mass. Mm. Okay. And it might also be limited, especially with um, high vitamin D intake. Mm -hmm. It might be the, the limiting factor for this. Okay, and last question regarding with the elderly. Uh, if the elderly spend a lot of time indoors, but they are beside a window, for example, I don't know, they spend a lot of time sewing beside the, a window, can the sun go through the window and give them enough vitamin D, or is it a better strategy for them to go outdoors? Um, it really depends on the type of the window. So now older older windows they um, may be maybe transparent for um, a large range of UV radiation and also quite a lot of UV radiation could um, go through these older windows. Um, also, this also holds true for car windows. In, in fact, now newer windows they often have a, like a UV shield inside. You can also see um, if you put like a, a white uh, paper 
Um, on the other side of the window, you can see that in fact, it's not white anymore, but it's like a grayish a little bit. And this is an indication that uh, up to 80% of the UV radiation may be absorbed by the window. So it depends on the window. If you want to be sure, you should go outside. And this is uh, anyhow a good recommendation for elderly people so that they are physically and also socially activated. Um, and studies uh, even show that uh, when uh, uh, elderly people, um, they start having a dog, they go more outside and uh, this may improve their health for many reasons, not only for vitamin D. Um, we should not forget that um, the skin of uh, elderly people is um, much less able to produce vitamin D than that of uh, the younger people. So they actually get exposed more often uh, to sunshine in order to, to produce enough vitamin D. But uh, I would say for bone health, um, other criteria are also important, speaking in favor of um, recommending elderly people to go outside and to be physically active. For example, the, the pressure on the bone, um, which is important. Um, uh, the the um, tension coming from the muscles because the, the muscles with the tendons, they always stick on the on the bone. And these, um, these uh, forces um, uh, pulling and pushing on the bone might be at least as important uh, when it comes to uh, fall and uh, fracture prevention uh, as uh, vitamin D. And of course, also fall prevention. So uh, for elderly people, so looking uh, at whether they, the shoes are still uh, appropriate, whether they have glasses which still uh, are corrected sufficiently, uh, whether they are like um, uh, um, carpets or other um, objects uh, in the apartment, um, that could lead to an increased fall risk uh, or cables, uh, for example, yeah. that uh, sometimes lead to, to falls or uh, intake of uh, alcohol uh, in combination uh, or isolated in combination with um, some drugs, which elderly people often take like uh, sleeping pills or antidepressants, uh, which or um, blood pressure lowering drugs, which in too high doses may lead to an increased risk of falls. I think, uh, it's really worth to go to the home of elderly people and to look where are uh, the um, potential risks for falls. Because if you can avoid the fall, you can avoid the fraction or problems associated with this, uh, even if um, uh, there is osteoporosis. So osteoporosis is not a problem usually when it doesn't lead to fall and mm. to fractures. Perfect. Thank you for this information. So lots of factors to take into account, not just related to nutrition. So 800 international units per day is the, the best option, it seems, which is what the evidence suggests. And if you have someone elderly in your life, maybe just send them a reminder or an automated reminder on a daily basis for them to take their vitamin. That would probably be the best option. Okay, thank you very much. Welcome. David. Pleasure. And, and hopefully speak to you soon on a, another range of topics. Of course. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you too. Bye, Patrick.